Welcome everybody back to the Friar Talk podcast and YouTube show. For today's episode, we are going to be talking about Eric Hosmer and his recent struggles. As we know, Eric Hosmer was one of the best players in baseball to begin the, the year. April absolutely balled out. Um, however, he has gone into a tremendous slump. He has really, really struggled over the last 30 games. He has, out of qualified players, been the third worst player in the entire sport. And we've seen his numbers absolutely fall off a cliff this is not just offensive numbers this is also fielding numbers basically across the board his numbers are plummeting and we're at the point where Eric Hosmer has had over 2,000 at-bats as a Padre this is his fifth season in those five not a full fifth season because yeah the short season in 2020 and this year obviously isn't over but over I'd say almost almost four seasons of true baseball He's only accumulated a, a 3.7 total war. He has not been a good player, um, and he has really, really struggled, and we're seeing him kind of return to his his normal self over this last month or so. Um, and this isn't something new. Eric Hosmer starts off the year hot every single season. He starts off really good, looks fantastic, and then his numbers fall off a cliff, and he usually struggles for the rest of the year. So today, we're, we're going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about trading Eric Hosmer because, honestly, that seems like that's not going to happen. It seems pretty much impossible. Um, but we're going to talk about benching Eric Hosmer and how you can kind of change up the lineup, move guys around, move Cronenworth to first, kind of move Voight to first sometimes. Um, and basically a way that Eric Hosmer can be benched. Um, this doesn't mean that he's never playing, but it means that he's not going to be an everyday starter because his numbers say that he's not an everyday starter. So Isaac Chase, what do you guys kind of think about Eric Hosmer and how do you feel about the Padres benching him? Yeah, you can't talk about one of the worst five contracts in baseball without talking about Eric Cosmer's contract. Um, you look at 2022 so far. Yeah, he did start the year hot. Um, happens every year almost with Eric Cosmer starts the year very hot. It kind of inflates his numbers throughout the season. And then you look at it from after April. It's a totally different Eric Cosmer than you got in in April. Even in April, you, you could sense something bad was going to happen for Eric Cosmer because he wasn't getting the ball in the air a lot. His average exit velocity was decent. Um, but it was a lot of just finding the holes through the infield. And you look at it this year in, what is it? In 874 pitches, he only has eight barrels, uh, 4.6 barrel percentage, uh, which is the lowest it's ever been. I, I keep talking about the lowest it's ever been for all of his stats. And, you, I mean, yeah, I sound like a broken record, but it's got to be talked about, right? You look at exit velocity, his average exit velocity is 88.4. His next lowest is 88.7 in 2018. So it's normally around 90, 90.5. This year has dropped two miles per hour. Max exit velocity is still good at 112, which is around his usual, but it's still the lowest in his career. Launch angle, other than 2018, it looks like, it is the second lowest it's ever been. I mean, you look at it across the board, it's just you don't see a very good ball player with Eric Hosmer. Um, hasn't provided you much on defense either. I mean, from a contract perspective, since starting in 2018, 2018, negative 10 outs above average. 2019, negative 11 outs above average. 2020, negative 2. This year, he has 1, and last year, he had 1. So what are you essentially getting out of Eric Hosmer? Because you can, I mean, even base running, yes, he's a first baseman, but he is the slowest he has ever been also. If you look at how fast he, like, they do the miles per hour from plate from the plate to first. He is slowest he's ever been. Um, and quite frankly, he's not getting paid that way. He's getting paid to be... 
a somewhat top-end first baseman. You look at his stats across the board, batting average has dropped pretty close to 100 points. Um, OPS is definitely not there. I'm sure that's dropped 150-plus points by now. Uh, It's one of the worst players in baseball right now. Over the last month, he has been one of the worst players in baseball. You look at it and you say, Luke Voigt has been one of the better bats in the lineup, plays first base, but you don't want to get him too many first base reps because he gets injured. I mean, that's kind of been the thing with Luke Voigt. He's gotten injured in the past, so you kind of want to keep him in a little bit of DH role. And yes, Luke Voigt has kind of sacrificed um, getting on base for some power, but out of the fourth or fifth spot, you're okay getting some slugging out of him rather than him consistently getting on base. You want him to consistently get on base, but if he's get hitting hitting for power, you'll take that. But out of Eric Hosmer, man, and and outs above average is something I talked about a little, you know a little while ago. Um, but it seems like every week when you go on baseball savant, it just keeps getting less and less red and go more towards the blue or more towards average. And normally it's in the blue, I believe. So, I mean, I think by the end of the year, you will see that. I I mean, there's only been a couple of players where you can look at Eric Hosmer and be like, dude, what are you doing? Normally, there's much more by now, but I think we're going to start seeing much more here soon. Um, essentially, you're not getting much value out of Eric Hosmer. I know his launch angle isn't very high. Um, yes, I think, you know, a couple of days ago, he had a clutch RBI sack fly or whatever it was. I know yesterday he had a pretty clutch hit, but they're, we're recording this on, what's today, Tuesday? Yeah, so yesterday, Monday, he had the clutch hit. Um but, I mean, I guess the last thing I'll talk about is how he's doing with runners in scoring position. Runners in scoring position, he's hitting 245 with a 724 OPS. And what is it? Two home runs in 61 plate appearances, 53 at-bats. So decent, I guess, um, but not the production you expect out of him or that contract, I guess. And even when you look back to most of his RBIs, It was just because the team shifted on him the wrong way. It was like a slow dribbler up to where the second base should normally be playing, and it was just out of the reach of the second baseman. And since it rolled into the outfield, it allowed the guy to score from second. That's normally most of his RBIs. It's just weak contact on a shift that barely goes through the infield. Like Isaac was saying, most of his stats are the lowest it's ever been. 20th percentile in barrel. He's 20 or no, 38th percentile in average exit velocity. He's nine or 16th percentile in chase rate, 19th percent sprint speed. He's one of the slowest runners. He's chasing a lot of pitches. He's not barreling it up. His expecting slugging is 32nd percentile. So he's average there. He's just falling off. I mean, he's had a 3.2 launch angle this year. It's it's basically ground balls with the occasional one that he lines in the air. Most of the times it's foul. Yesterday he had a double, but and then he had a sack fly a couple of days ago. But we saw him. He was leading the league in average at one point, and he had over a thousand OPS. So he went from what hitting three eighty three ninety at one point with over a thousand OPS to two eighty six. In the 743 743 OPS, your OPS dropped 250 points in what was it a span of a month? Month and a half, and your batting average dropped 100 points. That is an insane drop off, and it's only going to get worse. And his defense has gotten worse from the beginning of the year. We've seen him, you know, misplay a few balls. Um, 
We've seen him go behind the bag. We've seen him really just kind of have a real lack of urgency on the field. You could have seen the one where there, you can blame Myers. There was It was between Myers, Cronenworth, and Hosmer. They all failed at it, but there was a fly ball. But you looked at Hosmer as soon as the ball was hit. He was barely jogging to the ball, expecting someone else to go after it when it could have easily been his ball. You've seen you know, the footwork behind first base that no other first baseman does in the league, but he continuously had done it, and it had cost them outs a few times. It cost Cronenworth a couple errors, I think Kim, I think Machado at one point, when all of those balls were could have been easily picked in front of the bag. You've seen him slowly get based on uh, a couple years, the last couple years, where Kim or Cronenworth were playing second, and they made a couple diving plays, and Hosmer's nowhere to be seen at the base because he completely given up on the play, and he's like, oh, crap, they actually got to it. Let me try to run to the base and then completely botch the play because he's not at first. Or the ball goes through his glove. I don't know how many balls have hit his glove from either Tatis or Cronenworth where it was an easily catchable ball. It hit his glove, and it just was nowhere to be seen. I think a ball has gone through his glove. The amount of times he's misplayed a foul ball or a pop fly in the infield. There's the famous example in shows where they walked it off on a fly ball that was right next to the mound. How many more examples do we need of Hosmer cannot play first base? We overpaid for him. He can't hit the ball. He doesn't hit the ball in the air. He grounds out to second and probably leads the league and grounded into double play stat before we can bench him. I mean, yeah, we don't have a lot of options at first, but most of our options are better than Eric Hosmer at first right now. You have Cronenworth, you could put Voigt there. When Tatis gets back, you could put Kim at second and Cronenworth at first. I know having Kim in your lineup is not really that much greater, but when you look at the stats, Kim has been hitting better than Hosmer in the last month, and that's not saying a lot. So what is he really on the team for? Yeah, and, and so that's actually why I, I titled this video, When Will Eric Hosmer Be Benched? Because I don't think that they are in the spot where they can bench him right now. Because right now, okay, what do you do? You're going to move Voight there. You're going to sometimes move Cronenworth there. You're going to pop guys around. You can move guys at, at shore. You can, but like for the most part, you don't really want to have Kim and, and Alcantara in your lineup, right? Like that's, that's not ideal. But when Tatis comes back, one, you can bring, you can move Voight to first base once in a while. I don't think you do it every day. Like we were talking about, you want him to be healthy. Well, who can DH? Alfaro? I want to see Alfaro at DH because we've seen that no like and people have talked about Nola and Alfaro as as those two, but Alfaro can hit. Alfaro is a very good hitter. The questions are behind the plate. That's where most of the concerns are. I want his bat in the lineup. I definitely want his bat. If you have him and Voigt as your DH in first base instead of Hosmer and Voigt, that is a significant upgrade at the plate. Um, and then you also look at it and you go, okay, you bring Tatis back. You can move Cronenworth to first. And you can have Kim at second. Yeah, Kim is Kim's bat is not good. Kim Kim is 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 struggling, barely hitting two hundred, a little over a six hundred OPS. But Hosmer's not as valuable as a player when he's on the field because yeah, he's a he's marginally above average hitter in five seasons in San Diego. He has a one hundred three OPS plus in five seasons in over twenty two hundred plate appearances. So guess what? His numbers also, you know, he had the big slump and they're falling off. His slugging's about where it is. His OPS is around where it's been as his time in the Padres. And that's including one of that's including the hottest stretch of the season that he will have. I can guarantee that we just saw the hottest stretch right there. 
um, it's going to continue to fall off. The other thing is, we brought it up before, the bad footwork. Him having a first really hot month of the season and then completely falling off a cliff, it it seems like it is an effort thing. And it seems like, because you you guys see you guys see what, what Manny and Tatis, their physique looks like, stack them up next to Hosmer and tell me who's working out a lot. Look at Hosmer's footwork at first base. That's repetition. That is repetition. Hosmer looks completely lost on place. That is a purely repetition thing. So, like, why are you frustrated with Hosmer over other guys? I see a lot of people saying, why aren't we frustrated with Myers instead of Hosmer? Well, Myers has accumulated a, what is it? A 11 war over $83 million in San Diego. That's over eight years. Eric Hosmer has accumulated 3.7 war um, with um, $105 million in five seasons in San Diego. That's a frustration. Yes, we can talk about Will Myers making a lot of, a lot of money the last couple of years. Hosmer has a larger deal by far. Um, so that's the frustrations there. And also Hosmer doesn't produce like Will Myers. And we're talking about Will Myers. Not like we don't, we don't say, hey, Will Myers needs to step it up. We, we've said that multiple times. Um, but it's not really a comparison when you look at what they're actually bringing to the table. So it's been very frustrating to watch Eric Hosmer for his time in, in San Diego. He's not going to get traded. He's just not going to. Maybe they DFA him. Maybe they trade him after this year. I mean, I guess, but it's really hard to believe that's going to be the case. His his deal is dropping around seven or eight million dollars next year, um, which helps a lot. But come playoff time, you you don't want Hosmer playing first base for you. You really don't. That is a massive hole. Yeah, you have the the issue at catcher where Noah's not his bat's not playing. Okay, Noah's. Look at the pitching staff. Look how good they've been. Look at what the pitchers have to say about Noah. There's still something there. There's other holes in the lineup too, but Eric Hosmer, like we know what he's going to bring. We saw the hot month to start. It's not going to come back. Like we, and if you're going to say, well, look, he did this and like, yeah, he's slumping. Okay. But it's been the same pattern. Like how many seasons do we have to see it of, oh, we'll keep him in the lineup. It, it's just, it's not going to help this team win games. So for me, I feel like when Tatis starts coming back, I think you're going to, and they already are too. They already are benching him a lot more. He gets like a, a couple days off a week. It feels like right now, probably like two out of every seven games, he will not be in the lineup. I think we're going to start seeing that become like three, four times out of every seven games, maybe even more than that, because it it's tough. Like it's tough to really have faith that he's going to turn it around because it's been a long time since he's produced. It's been since, 2017 in Kansas City since he's been a good player. That's how long it's been. So I have no faith in, in Eric Hosmer playing well. But um, I don't know. Do you guys think that when Tatis comes back, when you're going to see his playing time even reduce a little bit more? Because to start the year, he was an everyday starter. He's almost an everyday starter right now. I think he's going to be more of a platoon guy come then. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I've been thinking the same thing for – I thought the same thing last year. Yeah, I, I always thought – I mean, I hope he gets sat. I, I, I think they're going to sit him soon. I think they're going to sit him soon. And I thought the same um, for a little while now, and they just don't do it. I'm not sure why. Um, but it seems like they're committed to having him in the lineup for some reason. And and I understand, you know, he's supposedly good against righties. You look at the numbers this year. I mean, I was looking at the splits earlier, lefty against righty. Righties, he's hitting 267 with a 730 OPS. So, yeah, he's okay. Um of course, the average is pretty high. It's just he doesn't hit for much power. But, I mean, for any Hosmer truthers, please give us a reason. Give us a reason to be optimistic. I, I want to be wrong. Like, I want him to be a good player. I don't I don't want any of these guys to suck. But 
You look at it, I mean, in April, right? We always talk about April Haas, and here are the numbers to back it up. You batted 389 with a 457 on base percentage and a 597 slugging percentage. May, still not horrible. The OPS is definitely pretty bad, but he hit 265 with a 327 on base percentage, 327 slugging. That is, I mean, the, the average is pretty high, right? And that is about what we expect of him. The OPS sucks, yes, but, you know, we've talked about it before. He is just basically a contact hitter who has no power. Then you go to June, and June is where it really falls off. He's hitting 150 with a 167 on base percentage and a 225 slugging percentage. He has only walked once this month. Um, and I think the argument could become, for any regular Friar Talk listeners, why are we you guys so patient with Jake, but you guys don't want to be patient with, with Hosmer? I'm, I mean, if that question comes up, sure, I guess. But Jake has had a full season of being a really good player. Jake has legitimately shown in a Padres uniform how great he can be. He was an all-star. Um, the same cannot be said for Eric Cosmer. It's been too long since he's been that good of a baseball player. Um, but, I mean, like I said, I, I don't anticipate him being being sat for an extended period of time. Matt said, you know, a platoon is – I think a platoon is the best way to go if you really are committed to playing him. Um but I, I think a realistic option is just sitting him as, as, as often as you can, putting him in situational roles if, if necessary. And I know uh, one of my solutions is while Myers is recovering from his knee, uh, kind of just rest, give him reps at first. He was the healthiest as he could be at first base. Every time he's played the outfield, he's gotten hurt. The best time that we've gotten, the best season we've gotten out of Myers was the 2020 season. Guess what he did a lot of? DH. If you can move him between first DH and right field to the point where he's not really on the field at a lot, or him and Voider's time at, at first so that you have both bats in the lineup, because realistically both bats, both Voight and Myers, hit for a lot more power than Eric Hosmer has throughout their careers. That's the only way I can see it working. I mean, having a dead bat at first base. First base is supposed to be one of your power alleys, first base and right field. And you're not getting any power from first base with Eric Cosmer there. Zero. We saw his OPS for, was it June? It was, you said 327 for both on base and slugging. That's what, 654? That would be one of the lowest on teams this month. I don't even want to do the math for that because that would just put me into depression mode right there. But I mean, come on what why do we have to be patient with this guy why do we have to watch him play just for him to ground out every single at bat i mean voight and uh, voight's not an upgrade defensively i don't think so they'd probably be around the same but we've also seen eric cosmer be rate probably the worst offensive first baseman in the league he might not be this year but last year he was like the worst slugging and worst defensive first baseman in the league this year, it's starting to fall from his hot month, which it always is. So the solution is you either split time between Cronenworth and Void at first and try to keep Hosmer in a very minimal role, or you put Myers there and keep Cronenworth where he's at. And the reason we can be so patient with Cronenworth is, like Isaac said, he has shown in 2020 he broke for a little bit and he had a really solid 60-game season. And then in 2021, he did the same exact thing. And even... Through his struggles this year, he showed glimpse that he was just trying to figure out where he's at at the plate. 
He was hitting home runs. He was hitting doubles. He was still making solid contact. He just was striking a little bit more, and it just didn't seem like he was all together. And then we even said it this month. We think that Cronenworth will have a better June than Eric Cosmer. And I know a lot of people agreed with us, and a lot of people disagreed with us. Are we wrong? Have we seen what Cronenworth has done in the last month compared to Eric Cosmer? No, it's it's absolutely true. And I mean, and, and like you said, Isaac, I, I do hope, like, I want to be wrong about this, but we haven't. We've said, okay, yeah, Hosmer's done good. And I remember we had, it was a live stream. This is probably like a month or so ago, maybe like six weeks ago, probably right before Hosmer started to fall off. And we were talking about it. And I said, look, he's, he's finding a lot of gaps, but everything's on the ground. Chase, you brought up, he had a, it was a three degree long, launch angle. It's like super, super low, which is, far below MLB average and Chase you're like I have no faith in him and him keeping this up I was like look I'm being cautiously optimistic I, I hope it's the case I was like look am I confident absolutely not because we've seen what's happened we've seen the April Hosmer and even like a lot of people too like that talk about the potters are like look April Hosmer starting the year there he goes highest average in the league for a while too it's it has not been the case for the last six weeks and it's been it's been getting progressively worse and worse and worse. So I do wonder when slash if he does get benched, but I think if if you're if you're serious about trying to win a World Series, come October, you cannot have Eric Hosmer in your lineup. Chase, I like the idea of kind of bringing Will Myers in at first a little bit. Um, if you have four first basemen in Hosmer, Myers, and Voigt and Cronenworth, that's not the worst thing in the world. Like, and it doesn't mean that you have to, then you don't even have to start Void at first that much. And you don't have to start Cronenworth at first that much. But if you trade for another outfield bat, okay, then you can move Myers to first sometimes. You can move Myers to DH. You can bounce some guys around, but that will reduce Hosmer's playing time a lot. And with that, this team will get better. It, it will be a better team without him. Another thing, I, I think a lot of people, you know, rip him a lot. I, I talked about that, it, it, like the lack of footwork. And it just feels like, like, why do you start off the year so hot and then you just completely decline? He is regarded as a very good locker room presence, so I, I don't want to take that away from him because, like, everyone, all the players that are in the locker room do really, like, talk about him being a great guy. So maybe that's part of the reason you keep him on. Is being a great locker room guy worth $20 million? No, absolutely not. There's not a chance. Um, but if you want him to be on this team, I, I can I see that. I don't think you're going to be able to trade him if you want to do that instead of DFA him, but for him to consistently get playing time when, when we have such a large sample size of him being a bad player, it just doesn't make any sense. So we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully Hosmer starts bouncing back and, and proves us wrong. Like that's what I want to see happen, but I, I don't expect that to be the case. And we've made these videos before it, we've, we made them a lot last year too. So we'll see how it plays out. I'd like to see April Hosmer all year round, but I, I just don't think that's reasonable, but I think that's going to do it for today's video. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Tomorrow we will be going live to talk about this Cub series. Um, as we're recording right now, it turns out Ryan Weathers is starting, I think, on Wednesday. I, why? I, I feel I feel so bad for Ryan Weathers, man. I feel I feel so bad for him. Like, he has a 7 ERA and, and almost a 2 whip. Almost a 2 whip. I hope he does good, but I feel bad for the kid. He's RH, and they just keep putting him in spots where there's you're not seeing him succeed. So 
Hopefully he pulls it together, but you got Manaya and Musgrove. You should win this series. So hopefully our episode tomorrow is about the Padres winning this series against the Cubs. But with that said, thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you all then.